0: In this edition of Hoopsology, Justin welcomes the host of Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, Adam Kaufman. Adam provides his insight on the Celtics overcoming adversity to become the top team in the NBA, Jason Tatum's MVP chances, Donnie Wahlberg's Celtics fandom, and a lot more. Please email your questions to hoopsologypod at gmail.com and follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we have full interviews as well of our previous Hoopsology content. We are a proud member of Underdog Podcasts, and now, Adam Kaufman. He is the host of Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network. We welcome Adam Kaufman onto Hoopsology. How's it going, Adam? Good, how about yourself? Doing really well. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it, especially before just the holidays kicking off. Thanks for taking the time. And the Celtics um, just has a a spot in my heart because my dad's from Boston, Um, Boston native, huge Celtics fan. So he's going to really enjoy this chat. There we go. Um, So I want to ask you. Just with the Celtics entering this season A lot of controversy Um, They sit atop the NBA right now Mm -hmm. Um, They are I think the best team In the league very clearly Um, Just before the season kicked off Are you shocked just by their success Just in terms of how dominant They are just compared to their peers In the NBA
1: so uh, I guess I, I could answer that a couple of different ways. I'm not shocked that they are a team that's right there at, at the moment at, but I, I guess I'll phrase it this way. I'm not shocked that they would be at or near the top of the NBA at this stage of the season, just because they're so talented. They're so deep. They say for Rob Williams and, and some tweaks along the way to some other guys, they've generally speaking been healthy and uh, obviously they were a team that was two wins away from a championship last year. They reached the NBA finals. So we know what they're capable of and, and guys like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and others have taken just uh, another step, another leap in their progress and their development. So none of that sort of big picture surprises me. I guess if I had to identify something that surprises me a bit, it's that they came out so strong, so fast in light of the controversy that you alluded to. And I don't even mean the Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant, trade rumors, stuff like that. Like these guys are professionals. You shake that stuff off. Obviously it's the Eme Odoka stuff. You know, that, that's the head coach that took them to the NBA finals last year in a defense led first system and, and really got all of these guys to buy in in such a way him being on the outs and the distraction, the season long suspension, he's never going to coach this team again. So just him being out of the picture and these guys seemingly not being in contact with him and enter in Joe Missoula, who had never coached above division two basketball before he had been on, on the staff, obviously for a few years. And so had relationships in place with the players, but had never been the guy running the bench, you know, sitting there in the front row and, pardon me making the key decisions and so you know that in mind it's a bit surprising they got out so quickly to the start that they've they've they have and also doing it with offense first before defense you know their identity has flipped a little bit so uh you know I guess I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth a little bit as I you know kind of listen to myself as I go but it's you know, it's it, it's not, again, I guess just the, the, the quick version. It's not shocking because they're so talented, but it's a little surprising in light of the coaching change that they just haven't missed a beat.
0: Along with their championship run last year, just the beginning of the season, just um, this, this time last year, they were off to a slow start. Do you think yeah. the adversity that they experienced last year played a factor in that this year they're more battle tested? They're more ready to handle adversity. Just you know, compared to last year's? is that a factor in their success so far?
1: I think somewhat. You know, obviously last year they floundered through you know i think people forget i mean this team started 25 and 25 i mean that's more than halfway through the season before they were virtually because obviously they did lose but virtually unbeatable that second half and into the playoffs and reaching the nba finals and such a strong run throughout the playoffs and what was a, a juggernaut of competition really every single round you know from the nets to the bucks to the heat to obviously steph and the warriors so You know, I think they learned a lot from last year, but I think, you know, more so than the adversity of of the slow start that they had last season, I think it's the adversity that they experienced in the playoffs and having multiple game sevens and losing in the NBA finals. And, you know, despite multiple trips to the Eastern Conference finals that so many of these guys have experienced, they'd always fallen short previous to last year. And I think falling short in the East finals versus falling short in the NBA finals not that I can say it from personal experience but I think that just has to be mentally emotionally such a different thing you know the analogy that I always kind of label this thing with it's before they you know they were climbing they got knocked down they but they you know, kind of see the top of the mountain last year they got to the top of the mountain they reached the top of the mountain they just weren't the, the, the group that got to actually plant the flag, you know, at the end of the race. So they know what it takes to get there now. And to have that adversity and that anguish and that turmoil of the offseason eat at them the entire time. I think that's as motivating as anything coming into a new season, wanting to to really just right from the shoot, say, Hey, this is us. We were there, we plan to be there again. We have a target on her back, we don't care come get us.
0: And what lessons do you think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown took from going to the NBA finals? I mean, I think when players enter that situation for the first time, it changes them, sometimes for the negative, but oftentimes for in in a positive way. So during the offseason, was there any type, from your insight, was there any type of, um, I don't know, Different preparation that they did compared to other seasons because, you know, they have a target on their back. I mean, they're now an elite team. I mean, they're, you know, they're not, you know, in, they're not a dark horse team. They are a favorite to win the title. So uh, were there any steps and many measures that not only they took, but along with their teammates before the controversy took place that they're prepping for this season, knowing that they're going to be kind of the, the number one target among the other teams in the league?
1: Well, I think the thing they learn more than anything else at, at the deepest possible level is losing sucks, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and and so to, to feed off of that, like Jalen Brown, we saw the videos on social media of the underwater training that he was doing and building stamina and endurance and all of that and his workouts and Jason Tatum, you know, working out with Durant, working out with some of the others, uh, you know, other stars around the league and really just continuing his his growth as in that sort of superstar celebrity lifestyle, you know, he's hanging out with Kevin Hart and Jay-Z and all these guys, you know, in, in, in the off season. And then it's, you know, he is obviously as, as, as an individual reached another level, another tier in his career where he is one of the faces. He is one of the guys in the NBA. He is arguably a top five player in the league now who is, in this moment as we sit here a a favorite to win most valuable player with the start that he has gotten off to so these guys are are motivated you know I and I I I keep sort of saying the same thing but but it it bears repeating it's everything stems from what happened last June you know losing there sets up the the despair of the offseason Tatum talking about not leaving his house for a number of days and barely eating and not wanting to see anyone or talk to anyone. I mean, depression to some degree sets in, you know, Marcus smart having nightmares still thinks about it, you know, all these months later. And it's largely the same core that came back, except they added to it. You know, they got Malcolm Brogdon who in many ways was, was the, the piece that was missing. If you look back at what their weaknesses were during the playoffs, Sam Houser, you're telling me he wouldn't have been helpful you know obviously if if at that point he had any sort of you know true NBA confidence which obviously he didn't as a rookie because he didn't get the opportunity but now with the blessing in disguise or silver lining or wherever you want to label it with Danilo Gallinari going down and that creating this opportunity for Hauser to be a sharpshooter a microwave off the bench for them they couldn't have used him in the NBA finals you know getting wide open looks from three while while the Warriors were bearing down on on all the the known threats of Tatum, Brown, and so on and so forth. And they're doing all of this without Rob Williams, as we've talked about, who is not only people want to fixate on on the defensive struggles this year, and obviously not having Rob has mattered and him coming back when whenever it is that he does, you know, hopefully sometime before the new year, but who knows, whenever it is that he does come back, he's certainly going to help the defense, but he's also going to help the offense. He's going to help the offense so much you know in, in in so many different ways that we've already seen in in the years that we've you know been blessed to be able to watch him grow and develop in his time in Boston and so with uh sort of all of that in mind it's you know this this team is very much on 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 the incline you know they are they're storming up that mountain again With one thing above all else, Tatum's, you know, asked about MVP, doesn't, I I think would be overstating it to say he doesn't care. He would would certainly love to win MVP, but it's not the goal. You know, if it comes along with the goal, great. The goal is banner 18. These guys know, you know, they see, they play under those banners each and every night that they're in Boston. They know that, you know, Kevin Garnett and, and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, you know, that new big three era going back, what, 14 years now, like that's (laughs) their legacy. Not that they, I mean, they would have been Hall of Famers regardless, but their legacy is the fact that they're champions. Tatum, Brown, Smart, all these guys, they want that too because they know it means something different in Boston as opposed to being one of these really talented guys that passed through but never won.
0: Well, th- that's good to hear. I mean, I don't want to wish any mental anguish on anybody, but the fact that it torments them yeah. losing the NBA Finals, I think that, that drives, that changes from just being a superstar into being a legend in the league. It torments and... me, and I'm a fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think I'd be in, in the same position if, if I was a Celtics fan. You know, you're exactly right. Um, you mentioned Jason Tatum, his MVP um quality season what are his chances do you think of winning it um, compared to the rest of the players i mean i think it's kind of a popularity contest unfortunately sometimes i feel like the best player doesn't actually win mvp in certain years do you think if he keeps up the stats he actually has a real opportunity for the media to vote for him or do you think it'll kind of turn into um if somebody rises up and you know has a hot streak the last latter half of the season do you think he could possibly lose out on the mvp
1: well of course he could lose out i mean there are tons of incredibly talented right. players across the nba but right now you know if we're looking at this basically a quarter of the way through the year or, or you know, not quite but approaching that he's the favorite he's the betting favorite he is he is the the popular choice to be that award winner and, but it's it, not by a landslide, yeah. you know, Luca has had an unbelievable start. Giannis, Giannis and he's won the award before. Like there, there are a bunch of guys, you know, or not a bunch realistically, but a few or a handful that are certainly in the conversation, but like Jokic isn't going to win it again, not because he couldn't or because the numbers won't be there or whatever, but it, it's just to, to your point about sort of the, the politics of it, he's not going to win three in a row it like the voters aren't going to do that. It's just not going to happen. He would have to be so absurdly far and away better than what he was the last couple of years, which was already borderline historic. So that's, you know, forget about that. I I think Tatum is to your point about it being, you know, popularity uh, to some degree anyway. And I I don't think it's all the way that the numbers, the, the evidence has to be there. The team success has to be there. Uh, But, Tatum's a well liked guy. He's a well respected guy. So, like, it's it's not like he's he's lacking in that department either. So, you know, I, I think that he is he's he's more than in the conversation right now. I would say he's the favorite in this moment.
0: Um, I want to shift to Joe Mazula um, just in terms of what you observed during. This season regarding his coaching strategy compared to Ime Udoka, is there anything positively, negatively in terms of how <clears throat> he is guiding this team compared to last season? And if it's in a positive direction, do you think that's going to increase their chances of winning the championship, or do you think it's just say the players are just going to do their thing? I mean, coaching's a factor, but ultimately mm. it's out to the guys out to the court to get it done.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I certainly buy into the narrative that coaching is not an end-all be-all in the NBA. It's, you know, it, it is a part of it. And I do think it it matters come the playoffs. Uh, I don't think it matters as much during the regular season. I mean, let us not forget that, you know, Luke Walton, when he filled in for Steve Kerr, took the Warriors to like a 42-3 and record or whatever the hell the number was. And exactly. Luke Walton is not a good coach. So, you know, there's – it is talent first. And, and chalk, so to speak – Wins more often than not in the NBA than than any other sport. Um, so, I think that bodes well for Boston because I, I think it's as deep and talented a team as there is in the league right now. Obviously, we'll see how that bears it all out uh, w- with respect to injuries and whether or not they can stay healthy. Hopefully, they can. We've got a long, long way to go before the postseason rolls around in April, but you know, in in this moment, obviously they're, they're doing what they need to do. Missoula. I just think he impresses me, impresses me a lot. You know, I think that he's incredibly even keel. He's obviously confident. He's obviously smart. He's the humility. He's funny. He's self-deprecating. He's, you know, has a relationship with the players in that room. As I mentioned earlier, I, I think that he's been a really good fit. Now he's not the same sort of, at least publicly, I don't know about behind closed doors, but publicly, he's not the same. Call out the players in public, strong-minded, no nonsense. All you know, Ime Odoka was just a different kind of figure, and that that works too. We saw that last year. You know, the the guys needed the accountability. Clearly, that uh, that maybe they weren't feeling as much toward the end of the the Brad Stevens. Era as as head coach, and he's done an excellent job. Obviously, as president of basketball operations, but uh Missoula, I think, is much more similar to Brad than he is to Emay in terms of just his 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 nature, his personality, the way he carries himself, the way he interacts with the media, and I th- I think it's worked out really well. But it's sort of easy to say that when you're winning, too, right? Like if, if this team was struggling and and was a 500 team or was a couple games below 500 you know the the conversation around all of it would be much different interviews wouldn't be as jovial there wouldn't be as much joking around you know missoula would be questioned was this a mistake you know who are they going to hire next should they bring back Eme? should they end this suspension fact of the matter is though winning sort of cures all and uh, at the moment everybody it's 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 the, the lego movie right it's everything is awesome <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, totally true. It's turning up roses at the moment. Um, with Ime, where, where's his fate lie? I mean, at one point he was very close to being the coach of the Nets. That mm-hmm. didn't happen. I mean, do you think a lot of people speculate he doesn't coach in the NBA again? I think he. I think that's a stretch. I think he does. Where do you think this situation resolves itself when you were We're looking at June.
1: Sure. Well, in a word, his fate lies elsewhere. He's he's not going to be back with Boston. I think they're just, you know, biding their time for a buyout so they don't have to fire him and pay him his full salary. He's not going to quit and leave the money. And so they're going to come to some sort of a mutual parting. I think the Celtics were probably very excited by the idea of him going to the Brooklyn Nets and and tearing up that contract and being able to say, all right, bye, good luck. You know, you're you're off the books and no longer our issue, but obviously – as you mentioned, that fell through for uh, you know reasons that are still a little unclear. Whether it was the mixture of the drama surrounding Kyrie Irving, whether it was pressure from within the organization from female members saying we don't want this guy here, you know, whether it was Adam Silver, the commissioner, saying don't hire him, or whether it was something new turned up in their due diligence that. Hasn't been made public yet uh, in in the reporting surrounding that scandal, and I think there are a bunch of things that that have been whispered about that have not come out publicly so far. That may or may not, may or may not be true. By the way, you know, but that that is the range of feelings around the NBA. It's why you have you know Adrian Wojnarowski saying at one point, "Don't be surprised to be coaches again this year," and you have Matt Barnes saying he's never going to coach again. You know, and and I think the truth lies in the middle. I think he will coach an NBA team again. It will not be Boston, may not be next year, maybe the year after, maybe two years from now, but uh, he he will be a head coach again at some point in the NBA, I, I believe anyway.
0: From what you observed that this whole controversy, is this a little bit unusual just to hear kind of, you know, what's come out about um, it has been made public, but yet there's so many whispers. I mean, I listen to so many podcasts and all I keep hearing that Mm this this unknown factor that's gonna come out eventually and nothing's happened. And it's been like that for months in terms of whispers. And I feel like with other controversies, it feels like most of it's out in the open and then it's resolved. Am I off base there? Like what is I don't what is is there another smoking gun? Like I don't really I feel like this should just be at one point, if there's nothing going to be else revealed, I think this should just, he should receive his punishment. We should all move on from this because I just keep hearing all these like different whispers. And it just compared to other controversies, mm-hmm. I just think it's really peculiar that um, there's still a mystery surrounding this entire situation.
1: Yeah, I guess I, I, I would just say I think the reporting from the get-go has led everyone to believe that there's something else mm-hmm. that we don't publicly know yet because – At the moment, based on what has been reported, it would seem like a year-long suspension, oh my God, this guy may never coach again, ever anywhere, is over the top. And if it's not over the top, then what else is there? And so that's why I think a lot of people are waiting for, sort of as you put it, you know, a a hammer or another shooter drop or whatever else. I think something else will come to light, something else will come to pass, because it's, it's all, it just seems a little too buttoned up in this moment for, for it to make sense. Uh, And, and I'm not, that's not me claiming it's any of my business. Obviously it's, you know, this is, this is a very personal situation within the organization as it relates to him, his family, obviously the, uh, the, the other individuals involved, uh, whether there was one or multiple and, you know, their families, all of it. It's uh, all I know is there's, Different people who, who I certainly trust who say um, really magnify the situation in in a way that really tells you that that we, we have either we haven't heard the end of this or there's just something else out there that that makes it not as uh, as as clean as you would expect it to be.
0: What is the mentality of the the Celtics fans that you're getting feedback from when you do your show? Um, what are they saying to you? Are they excited about um, the Celtics being on top of the NBA, or are they just, "Hey, win us a title It's title or a bus. Everything else is a failure. Like, what is kind of the mentality of the of the fans in Boston from what you're seeing?
1: Well, I think when you get to the postseason, there might be some element of title or bust and if you don't what are you going to do and what's the missing piece and how do we fix this and on and on and on but right now as as we sit here you know on 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 the eve of thanksgiving the the mentality is let's enjoy the the freaking ride right like this this team's in first it's it's so much fun to watch it's fun to watch tatum and brown who are who are really just sort of on the cusp of entering their primes you know they, they they there's just so much good that You know, I personally I get impatient with the people who are impatient and aren't willing to just sort of enjoy and sit back and watch and relax and have fun with the process. You know, especially it, like it'd be one thing if the process was grinding and unpleasant and you're losing and it's not fun. Like, you know, kind of like the the trust the process thing with the Sixers years ago, and they're making all these draft picks and they're still losing. And What's it going to be? And like, that's a different kind of process. That's like going from tanking to hopefully contending. And will it work out right now? We have a contender in Boston that we just get to watch on a nightly basis. That's a good time to me. You know, turning on a a Celtics game or a Bruins game for that matter and just knowing going in the odds are better that they're going to win than they're going to lose that's fun to me that's a good it's not like what it was watching the Red Sox in the summer when when they were losing virtually every single game it felt like and finishing and in last place in the division or you know the the Patriots right now they're they're hot but overall they're you know barely a playoff team and it's you know, I don't think anyone would put them in the class of of the Bills or the Chiefs in the AFC or the Eagles in the NFC. Like, it's not Tom Brady's Patriots anymore. So let's enjoy it. Like, let's let's have fun with this. And I think that's what we're doing at the moment. At least that's, that's what I'm doing and the people that I associate myself with.
0: Do you feel like fans will eventually adopt that mentality? I think nowadays everything is just happened so quickly. Everybody wants something so immediately. And you're right. Like the journey is missed upon. I felt like during the pandemic, I felt like there was an opportunity with the last it's coming out. I think there was a lot of appreciation of the journey of those mm-hmm. championship teams with the bulls. Um, I think now that things are, you know, from a, this sports standpoint, just their schedules have resumed. Do you think we'll ever get to that point where I think fans will have more patience or do you think it'll get progressively worse? Where No, I think um, it gets worse. I I think
1: people, people lose patience more so than they gain it, (laughs) you know, because if, because if you're not winning, there's a reason you're not winning. And that needs to be solved. Like the, you know, people were, people were getting impatient with just going to the East finals, you know, for years and years and years. And now they go to the NBA finals and it's, oh, they fell just short. How do they get over the hump? And so this year, look as good as anybody else in the NBA at the moment, as you mentioned, first, you know, first place as we sit here. So how do you actually finish the job this time around? And if they don't, whether it's an injury, uh, uh, multiple injuries or or bad matchup or whatever like Jason Tatum turns the ball over a hundred times in the playoffs whatever it is that that happens that is the the catalyst the reason for it not happening that leads to a loss of patience and do you blow it up Uh, you know that's 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 not me but that's fans you know do you blow it up do you do you have to get rid of Jalen Brown and and put someone else next to Jason Tatum, you know, that conversation existed for years and it's, it's quieted down now because of the success they just had. But if it doesn't work out this year, well, do you need to make a change? Do you need a, you know, a, 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 Better, more reliable, healthier, big man. Now Horford's not getting any younger. Rob Williams can't stay on the floor. You know, is Marcus Smart a true point guard? Is the bench deep at, like you name it, right? You know, that we could point in any number of different directions. Is Joe Missoula the answer? Do they need to go out and get an experienced head coach who's who's won a title before? You know, they're so hopefully like I I would like to avoid all of that. It would be it'd be great if they just went out and won the thing, but there, there are a lot of other uh, fans and and teams and cities that that feel that very same way, right? No,
0: nope, that's totally true. Uh, one last question. And I'll let you go with this. Uh, your most recent episode, he had Donnie Wahlberg on. Yeah, huge um, huge Celtics fan just talked about how I think he was, was at his child's uh concert and he was watching the game while it's going on can you kind of talk about the the culture of the celtics fans in general and why and how it's different than other fan bases within um just the nba just because of the lineage of the boston celtics just the titles like what makes kind of the the fan base unique from the feedback you're getting compared to just you know no disrespect to fans in orlando but i think there's the lineage with just the boston celtics what's what makes that fan base unique
1: yeah. I mean, obviously it's a, it's a passionate fan base, but I think it's Boston sports fans in general, you know, whether it's the Celtics, the Patriots, the Bruins, the Red Sox, you know, when these teams, even when they're not good, we're riled up, we're watching, we're angry, we're calling into to talk radio shows, you know, sort of the Royal we here, obviously. And, and, you know, oftentimes I'm on I'm, I'm on the receiving end of, of that type of thing, but when they are good, it like that much better where that, you know, it's, it's, there's that much more passion. It's just, there, there are people that, you know, obviously with winning in this, there's been a lot of winning in this city the last 20 plus years, but you know, you you get the fair weather fans, you get the pink hats as, as people will call, uh, you know, some of the, the the less devoted fans that are just there for a good time. And when there isn't a good time, they're nowhere to be found. But it's, it, it is that sort of just that attitude of, man like this this matters like this is you know the these teams like they're they're a part of us we're born into this it's in our blood it's there they're there they're as much a member of our family as members of our family like every night you know if there's a game on it's on that's what we're watching that's what we're talking about the next day that's what we're texting about with our friends this is this is the you know all all things water cooler moments you know surround sports sports are are the beast the animal and it's it's just you know it's that way in some places it's certainly that way in in new york or in philadelphia and you know with certain fan bases within other cities if not the city uh in in totality but other places like you mentioned orlando you know other other places just are not that way and uh, and and that you know as, as a sports fan in general that kind of makes me sad like i want everyone to have the to have this Uh, and not, not this amount of winning that, that we've been blessed with for a couple decades, but this passion, this rooting interest, this, this ability to care so much. Like I'll, I'll just never understand and everybody's different. I'm not like condemning anybody. This is just me within my own mind. I will never understand someone not being a sports fan Yeah. just in general. Like, I don't care who you root for, what you root for, what sport you're drawn to just it's it's just such a, it's mood altering, man. Like it's, it's so it like it, my, my team goes out, whoever that is, like my, my favorite team goes out, wins a big game, close game, stressful game it versus losing it, like whichever the outcome, it alters my mood for the rest of the day. Like, and, and I love that. I, 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 I thrive on that. And I think there are a lot of people that, that feel that same way.
0: No, yeah, I feel the completely same way. I uh, recently moved to Denver, and um, I'm not a Nuggets fan. They're playing the Bulls, and I, I love the Chicago Bulls, and for me being a Bulls fan, it was this weird hearing Bulls fans being louder than the home team. Like they were yeah. making more noise and you know, the Nuggets were winning. I was like, What you guys were the home court? <laughs> like why <laughs> why is the away team making more noise than you? So I get what you're saying in terms of having that passionate fan base and you're right, that's not replicated in every single, you know, location, you know, around yeah. the country. I totally get it um adam thank you very much for joining the show really appreciate it please let our listeners and viewers know where they can find you on social media anything anything else you're working on for the rest of the year as well
1: yeah uh twitter instagram at adam m kaufman best way to find me and uh i i try anyway to do a decent job of uh you know putting out there what it is i'm up to at the time putting the podcast out or radio stuff or uh, stuff with DraftKings, whatever it may be so that's uh That's the main focus, all those things. And uh, social media generally is the best place to find it.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Adam, very much.
1: You bet. Thanks for having me.